so good, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. Except it ain't. I don't know why I'm singing at all, to be honest. I wouldn't exactly describe my mood as chipper today. Far from it. In fact, right now, I'd say I'm a bit arsed off. There's a reason for me mood, though. I ain't just being an archy cow for the sake of it. Thing is, yeah, do you remember me telling you all about my dishy neighbour, Ron? That fella over the road, the one with the good legs and the nice bum. Well, he was working from home for months. Months he was. And I used to love watching him across the way. Hard at it all day. He didn't half look important. Taking on them phone calls and typing on his little computer thingy, Bob. He'd occasionally look over and catch me leering at him. But I'd just go and act all nonchalant, you know? And look away or pretend to be asleep. That sort of thing. But he knew I was watching him. And I think he liked it. I could sense he did. I think he was giving me a bit of the old come hither from over the way and all. Though he played it cool. Well, that's fellas all over, in it. I mean, even when he started shutting his blind and working from a back bedroom out of my view, I think that was just his way of saying, What's he like, dirty great tease? Well, any road is all stopped now, because Ron's had to start working from his work's office again, and it's all the way across town. We got Freedom Day to thank for this. Suddenly, Boris decided it's safe to go back to work, so everyone's packing up their home offices and commuting again, which is all good for well-being and for the economy and all that. But what the hell am I meant to do? I'm bored out my bleeding tree now. My mate Doll reckons I should take up an obby, something physical to get all that pent-up lust out my system. She reckons something like flower arranging or wicker weaving might be good for me. But I say, get a grip, girl. What century are you in? I ain't arsing about with stuff like that all day. It just ain't me. Anyway, I ain't the creative type. I've absolutely no appreciation for art whatsoever. I wouldn't know a Van Gogh from a Rousseau or a Puccini from a Matisse. I mean, yeah, there are distinctions in the intricacies of the brush strokes and in their use of colour, form and tone. And yeah, one can pretty much categorise each post-impressionist artist by their exploration of theme and subject. Moldovan, for example, loved to paint onions. Obsessed with them he was. Onions, yeah. A lot of his paintings had onions in them, but I wouldn't say I was no art expert or nothing. I just like looking at nice things, like Ron, for example. Didn't I mention he's got great legs and a nice tight bum? Oh yeah, not off. Lovely! Doll reckons I need to get him out of my system, though. She seems to be under the impression that Ron just ain't interested in me sexually. She says... If he was interested, he'd have succumbed to one of me subtle attempts to lure him in by now. Like that time I put the bins out in me laundry. And the time I stood in me bedroom window, topless for, ooh, two hours, winking at him. I even draped tinsel round me bosoms to show him off a bit. Popped a bit of day-glow lipstick on me nipples. That was Doll's idea, that was. She nabbed it from one of her smutty books. Didn't work, though, unfortunately. I suspect Ron was probably just tired that particular night. 
Well, he does work long hours. I mean, he did get the police to call round that night, and I did get a slap on the wrist for exposing myself, but I think it just shows how much Ron cares. It was just his subtle way of looking out for me. He didn't want me to catch a chill, bless him. Besotted with me he is. The poor guy, he's got it bad, I tell ya. Anyhow, I did get to thinking about what Doll had said about me taking up an obby. I came to the conclusion that she's right. I do need something to occupy me time now that Ron's out all day. And I admit it would do me good to get out a bit more. So what I've done is I've started following Ron to his office so I can watch him from there instead. In fact, I'm in the car park right now. I've been watching him for the past three hours. In that time, he's made 11 phone calls, had three coffees, a muffin and four wheez. What a guy. Even his bladder impresses me. The bladder of a champion. Yeah, it's worked out all right, this has, and I'm actually a lot closer to him here than I was at home. It might be a bit risky, mind, and I have noticed the car park security guard offering about a few times, but I got me mace in me handbag, so if he starts anything, then a quick squirt will see me right. Oh, anyway, I better go. Ron's just stepped out of the entrance. Looks like he's walking over, actually. Oh, and where did that policewoman come from? Oh, they're both heading my way. Oh, Ron, have you called the filth on me again? Honestly, what a bleeding flirt. Just ask me out, babe. It'd be far easier. Madam, can you please step out of your vehicle? Oh, Yes, of course, officer. Happy to oblige. Now then, where did I put that mace? Life's a Gas was written by Ben Ellis and performed by Sarah Starling. Like, share, subscribe and leave us a review. Why not? Thanks for listening. 